Hi, everybody. It's John Dickerson. Welcome or welcome back to the Connection Point podcast. At the end of this episode, I'd encourage you to take a moment and check out cp.news on your web browser. Connection Point is a church that is fully online, and you can follow Jesus one day at a time from anywhere in the world with us. Well, I pray this message inspires you and challenges you today to take your next step in your faith journey. Enjoy. Well, Connection Point, uh, whether you're here in the room or there in Avon or part of the online family, I just encourage you, be praying for our pastor. Um, I got to spend a little time with him this week and um, just enjoy that fellowship and actually get to look him in the eye to make sure he's doing okay, and he's doing fine, but we've all got these thorns in the flesh, we've got these things that the enemy will come and, and uh, just try to take us out, and his health is under attack, and yet he's getting better, and uh, so I know that as we join together in prayer, that that will bring just his, his full healing here, but um, I just want to kind of receive the baton right from John. What he was talking about is so true that God is always at work. And today is not an overly complicated message, but I just wanna bring some encouragement along those lines, that God is is working. God is stirring things up. You ever think about all the things that God orchestrates to get you from place to place that he has done to uh, get you here today? Um, Maybe you just feel like it was chance, but I don't believe that. I think God is sovereign, he's in control, and he's orchestrating things at a level that we can't possibly imagine. And when I look back just at the last couple of years of things that now I've got the benefit of hindsight to look back and see what he was up to four or five years ago when I wasn't really happy with what was going on, it was actually preparing me, God was still at work, God was moving, God was leading me. Um, Now I can look back and go, oh, how cool, how special. God, thank you for being at work even back then. Um, In this last year of just moving our family here, God stirred up an awful lot to move our family here. And uh, God stirred up a similar move from other people Uh, that have joined the family as a body here in the congregation and on our staff. Andy, uh, his family's moved here. Um, Trey and Zach and Worldview, their families moved here. They required a physical actual move. Erica and her family um, joining staff here and watching God stir up from all these different places. And at the time, you just go, that's kind of cool. God's bringing different people at different seasons and and what, what a cool thing. But then we got here and one of my boys started to feel like a stirring from God that he would love to see some sort of actual kind of revival breakout just uh, amongst his peers and um, see students really lean into who Jesus is and what he's up to, where he's actually at work. And he came to discover that there were other students that had the same burden and that the, the pastors, Sean and Tony in middle school and high school here were sensing the same thing. See, God was stirring up in them as well. And then all these students go to camp and God meets them because God was worked there at camp. And, and now all the people that even a couple of years ago hadn't even lived here are joining with the people that have lived here and 
God's activity just kind of explodes. At one of the camps, five students got rescued by Jesus. One of my sons was one of them. And it's just this stunning thing to me about how much God is at work. And so the common thread isn't us and how crucial we were to what God was orchestrating. The key is God. God's the one doing the work. God's doing the orchestrating. God's working in ways sometimes we're aware of and many times we're not aware of and I'm just so thankful for it. God is going ahead of us. God's, God's preparing the way long before we get there. That's probably important for you to take some mental note of, that long before you arrived, uh, long before I arrived, God was at work, he has been at work, and he is at work right here and right now. And before you showed up at the school that you're at or the workplace you're at or the neighborhood that you're at or the church that you're at, God's been at work. Now, do we have the opportunity, the privilege to join him in that work? You bet. But he is the focal point. He's the one that's doing the work. He's gone ahead of us. If you read through the Old Testament, you read through the New Testament, you see God going ahead of his people. You see God preparing a way for his people. I love that. A handful of those spaces in the Old New Testament I want to share with you, just do a brief flyby Old New Testament where God went ahead God prepared the way, the exodus, God's people, slaves in Egypt, and God goes ahead of them. He delivers them out of slavery, sends them to the promised land. He's got a journey. He's got to send them on to get to the land that he has promised to them. And as they are released from Egypt, it says in Exodus chapter 13 that God led them, it actually says this, God led them in a roundabout way. None of us like the roundabout way, especially when we see exactly where it is that we want to go or we believe that God is leading. We just wanna go from A to B as quickly as possible. We don't like the roundabout way. And yet God sometimes leads on the roundabout way and to make sure that they would be able to follow his lead, he goes out before them in a cloud by day and fire at night. So whether it's day or night, the people of God could see that God was going out ahead of them, showing them where to go, whether it was direct or it was roundabout. Well, eventually they do get to the promised land and first try, Moses encourages them and says, the Lord your God will go ahead of you and he will fight for you. Because there were people already inheriting the land. There were people already living in the land and they were scary people. And so Moses says, just as you've seen God go before us so far, know that God is going before you into this battle and he's gonna work, he's gonna fight for you. But the people are not persuaded. And now uh, they are stuck wandering. 
kind of in their disobedience, they've got now 40 years to wander, but by the grace of God, some of them, a couple of them, are going to have another try here. 40 years later, they get the second try, and the same encouragement comes. The encouragement this time to the people of God is now they've got a second chance to enter the promised land. The encouragement is, listen, don't be afraid. God will personally go ahead of you and he will never leave you, nor will he abandon you. That's the encouragement. God is going ahead and God does go ahead and this time the people follow. And this time the people inherit the land that God had promised. You get a little bit later into the Old Testament and there's a prophet named Isaiah And Isaiah is a great prophet, and he proclaims a lot of phenomenal things, prophecies, many of which concern Jesus Christ. Some six, seven hundred years before Jesus Christ came in the flesh to earth to do his earthly ministry, some six or seven hundred years before, Isaiah prophesies that Before Jesus, just before Jesus, there's going to be one whose ministry, an actual person whose ministry is to go ahead of Jesus, to prepare the way. And that person is John the Baptist. It's actually the cousin of Jesus. And he had an actual ministry to go ahead of the one, capital O. His actual ministry was to prepare the way to to clear a path of expectation that someone great is coming. God goes ahead. And that, that that was God going ahead six or 700 years before. That was God going ahead months before Jesus. God went ahead. In Isaiah, he also prophesies someone named Cyrus. Now, what also happens to the people of God in Old Testament history is they keep getting held captive. They keep getting taken over by other people groups, often actually because of their stiff-necked disobedience and stubbornness. God allows some things to get their hearts turned back around. Well, for some 70 years, the people of God were held captive by Babylon. But God prophesies, yes, you're gonna be held captive by Babylon, but he also prophesies there's someone named Cyrus, and he prophesies him by name 150 years before Cyrus even came. Cyrus wasn't even born yet. And God's already gone ahead to put on the radar of people that had ears to hear that even though there's an exile, there's gonna be a deliverer and catch this, this particular deliverer wasn't even a God follower. But God was gonna use Cyrus, who happened to be the king of Persia, to come and overthrow the Babylonians and rather than take the Israelites as his own people, Cyrus was gonna be used from God to allow the Israelites to be set free and allow the Israelites to go back and rebuild Jerusalem. See, God went ahead. 
He went ahead 700 years before in the prophecy of John the Baptist, 150 years before an ungodly king of Persia. God's going ahead. You ever think about the fact that maybe God's doing something right now, stirring up something right now, or speaking something into being right now that may not be, that may not come to pass until 150 years from now? That he's orchestrating something in your life or your world or your family? There's seeds that he's planting in this body, this fellowship? that we're not gonna realize for 700 years. God's going ahead. What God's doing is so much bigger than us. Now, I hope that we don't have 700 years left. I hope that he comes back soon. We don't know when he's coming back, um, but he is coming back. And I'm praying and hoping it's a little sooner than 700 years uh, for my great, 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 great grandchildren's sake. But all I know is in the meantime, God's at work. You get in the book of Acts in the New Testament, Acts chapter 10, and you look at someone named Cornelius, and you look at someone named Peter. Cornelius was a Roman, he was a Gentile, non-Jewish person. Peter, a Jewish person. And it turns out that this non-Jewish person and a Jewish person had some God business to attend to. And they didn't know each other, but God knew each one of them. And so God went ahead and God gave one of them a vision and another one a dream. And that led to them meeting. And that meeting led to the gospel being shared. That led to the Holy Spirit falling on even non-Jewish people. That led to a whole bunch of people that didn't know God coming to know God and then being baptized. God went ahead. And this is what I'm saying, God's still going ahead. He's still preparing the way. He's still at work. If you have your Bible, you can look at Philippians. You can look at chapter one. You can go to verse six where again, not rocket science, but just encouragement. It says, I am certain that God who began the good work within you will continue his work until it is finished on the day when Christ Jesus returns. Paul speaking to these believers that had heard the gospel, received the gospel, these people that Paul dearly loved, He's just saying, hey, it's Jesus is the one that started the work and it's Jesus is gonna be the one to finish the work. He's doing the work. A sister verse to it comes just a couple paragraphs later in chapter two, verse 12 and 13. It says, work hard to show the results of your salvation, obeying God with deep reverence and fear. So although God's at work, we have a part to play. Obedience still does matter, but look, right after, the word of God says, for God is working in you, giving you the desire and the power to do what pleases him. God's the one at work. Can I just relieve a little bit of the pressure that you might be feeling as we've spent a whole summer talking about discerning the will of God and then getting good at doing the will of God. 
If you're wondering if you can perfectly discern the will of God and perfectly obey the will of God all the time, and you're not feeling like that you can discern it perfectly all the time and do it perfectly all the time, can I just say that's okay? Everybody do that, take a deep sigh. Okay, now that's his desire for us, that's his heart for us, but ultimately we are still just his kids, we're still human beings who are under the very powerful sovereignty of Almighty God. He's the one who is giving you the desire to do the work. He's the one even giving you the power to do the work. He is the fuel. He's the engine. He's the source. That, again, is why the call is so often for you and I to just remain in him or abide in him, stay attached to him. He's the source of the desire and the power to join him, join him in what he is up to. And so we, we just can't, we've gotta, we've gotta stay connected. Because as soon as God's will gets on our radar, then we're gonna be stirred up by God to join him. And our, our boldness our courage, our talents, our obedience shouldn't be the primary focus. Although we should be bold and courageous and recognize we have talents and we should obey, but those things should not be our focus. Our focus should be our God. Our focus should be our God who, by the way, prepares the way, he's the one who goes ahead, he's the one who removes obstacles, he's the one that does the heavy lifting. Again, collective sigh, Avon, online, right here in this room. <sighs> yes, this is good, he's at work, and that should be a tremendous relief. Now when he calls and he reveals, and we tune in on that, that's put on the radar, then, there are some obstacles. Can we talk about those obstacles for just a moment? There's gonna be some obstacles that get between us and the Lord. There's gonna be some obstacles that come between us and doing the will of God. There's gonna be a whole lot of obstacles, many obstacles and many types of obstacles. Let's just talk about those. I just wanna put a couple things on our radar here, not to oversimplify this. We gotta be really honest from a full biblical perspective about these obstacles. Sometimes obstacles are put in our place, put in our way by the enemy. Uh, we, we could see we could see the will of God. See, look, the hula hoop is still here. You thought that series was over, but surprise. I'm now down to about 60 cents per sermon on that hula hoop. The $11 has been worth it to me. I don't know about you, but money well spent. It's back. We can kind of see the will of God over here, but sometimes it's the enemy who puts all sorts of obstacles in the way to keep us from 
discerning the will of God? Is that actually the will? Uh, much less getting over and finding ourselves in the center of the will of God. What are your obstacles that the enemy has used? Uh, pride, fear, selfishness, busyness, whatever. There's a whole bunch of things that he can put in the way to keep you and I from the will of God. Maybe it's your own personal weight that you carry. It's a burden of uh, a sin struggle or some past regret or worry or doubt or whatever. Oh, this isn't gonna work. Look, here's the obstacles again. And this is what the enemy loves. Here's the will of God over here. Let me put a whole bunch of obstacles in the way of God's people because I certainly don't want them getting through. But this, this might be an opportunity where God is at work. The enemy's put obstacles between you and his will. But this can be an opportunity for God to work some trust that he will get you through these obstacles. You get through some and he goes, why are you still carrying that? You don't need to carry that. Oh, thanks, really? No, drop it at his feet. Now there's still some obstacles and he's saying, I'll get you through. You just gotta, what you gotta do for this obstacle is you gotta put one leg up and over and then you gotta get the other. Oh, thank you, that's awesome. And it's nice having to not carry that weight through it too. And then now here's the will and now here we go. <laughs> we climb right in and through and we did it. We made it. Take that Satan. God got me through. I couldn't have got through those obstacles, but for the grace of God. And, and even though there were some obstacles, what I learned is God is working to get me up and over and through and around. Sometimes the enemy places the obstacles. Sometimes though, this is tough. Sometimes God places obstacles. Now, God will not place obstacles to doing his will, but he will bring certain obstacles in your life to redirect you. If that wasn't his will, this is sometimes where he will prevent you. He will put things in your path going, uh, this is not my will for you. This is not the direction I wanted you to go. And so he has put some there, which takes some discernment now to decide which is which and ask God for help. And if it's God, you know, you're gonna have a real struggle here getting through obstacles that he has put up. But if you got ears to hear and you got a soft heart and you're sensitive to his leading and it's God that puts up obstacles, this might be when he is now leading you in a roundabout way. He's put the obstacles here because you thought the best path was gonna be this way. His will is still out here over here somewhere, but now he's gonna lead you. The obstacles aren't the point. You're not the point. He's the point, so your eyes are on him. And now the roundabout way is cool. I see you over here, God, this is great. Why are we going, this is your will. Why are we going this way? Well, okay, okay, I see. Oh, all right. Oh, we're gonna, 
oh, go back. Oh, okay, okay, we're gonna do that now. Okay, great, this is, and you get out in a roundabout way and you get over here somewhere and then someone that you've never met before crosses your path. When if you'd gone straight through, missed them. And now you go, oh, this is why the roundabout way. Now I get, and then eventually you get over to what he had for you. Sometimes the enemy puts up the obstacles, sometimes God puts them up to lead you in a roundabout way, but that's still God at work, where now he's working to build a trust in one, a strength in one, but he's also working in the roundabout way to get us better at tuning into him, not thinking every moment is a formula. And then I love when God just goes ahead and he's seen the obstacles, he's seen the obstacles that the enemy has put up, and I love these, this is what we all want, is when God goes ahead and he just clears the way. Oh, I see that obstacle, and I see that obstacle, and I see this obstacle, and I remember this moment of your past, let's get rid of that, and I remember this obstacle, I've already cleared the way, so, so now, when you're here and you take the venture, you go, whoa, those obstacles that I thought were there are not there. Why? Because God's gone ahead. God's already cleared the way. God's been at work. A pastor that means a lot to me was uh, like 30, 40 years ago, he was sharing his faith for the very first time with someone. He was like 17, 18 years old. And there was a, an older woman that came across his path and, and he said, can I share my faith with you? And she said, what's that mean? And, and he said, oh, well, um, let, me, let me tell you. And then he grabbed a little booklet out of his back pocket, a little track about Jesus. And, and he just started to read it. He said it was the worst presentation of the gospel ever. I mean, he's stumbling through it and, he gets to the end and he's just reading. So based on what you have heard, is there any reason for you not to accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior? And the woman went, no. Okay then, what you might, did you say no? I asked, is there any reason why you shouldn't accept and you just said no, there's no reason you shouldn't accept, are you saying? You want to accept you? See, God had already gone ahead. What, what he didn't realize is God is a God who is working when we can't see it, and he'd been planting seeds, he'd been watering seeds, and by the time he showed up, the role he played was to be able to actually harvest that particular moment. And for me and you, we just don't know God's at work and we slipstream in at these different times, not always aware. You might be in a moment with someone where you're planting a seed. You might be in a moment where you're watering a seed that someone else has planted. You might have the privilege and honor of the moment of actually leading the person to Christ where they make that decision to follow Jesus. But all we know is that God's always working and so when we trust him in that, it's a game changer. Brothers and sisters, friends, family, would you please receive that God is preparing his way in you 
and in ones that you love. He really is. He's at work in you to overcome some things you need to overcome. He's at work in you and healing some areas that need to be healed. He's at work in friends that you've got that you're frustrated with who do know Jesus. He's at work in family members that you've got questions and concerns about. He's at work in friends and family that you've got that don't have a relationship with Jesus. And your job might be to plant a seed or water it or harvest it. We don't know. We just trust God's at work. God's gone ahead. You know, Jesus has gone so far ahead as to be right now preparing a place in heaven for those who love him. He's way out ahead of us, you guys. And this is just that huge reminder that what Paul said in Romans chapter eight, in all things, God works for the good of those who love him. In all things, when you're having to overcome obstacles that the enemies put before you, when you're having to follow God on a roundabout way, when you hope for the direct route, when you're trusting that God has already prepared the way and cleared the way and you step out in faith to encourage or whatnot. I think it's important for us to get, this is important that God goes ahead if you're jotting anything down, a couple of reasons why it's important that God goes ahead is that only he is capable of orchestrating time and places and nations and people on such a masterful scale. Only God can do that. Only God can go ahead and orchestrate something 700 years beforehand, 150 years beforehand. God is sovereign over all. And that's why it's important for us to remember that he goes ahead because it means then that I don't have to. If I remember that he's the only one capable of orchestrating stuff at that level, then I don't need to be in control. I'm not in control of time. I'm not in control of nations. I'm not in control. God is. And when I understand that God goes ahead, that God prepares a way, that God's always at work, whew, I am now free from the need to control. Two, why it's important God goes ahead is the reminder that only he's capable of changing the heart. That's true with your heart, that's true with my heart, it's true for the hearts of people that you care about who don't know Jesus. It's only God's job to change a heart. And we remember that God is the one that goes ahead to do the heart work that frees us from the expectation that it's our job, the burden that it's our job. And why it's important that God goes ahead is really to remember that our job is just to follow him rather than trying to manipulate all the circumstances in my life. And that frees me from stress it frees me from the exhaustion that my entire life is a bunch of obstacles and I'm all alone and there is no God to go before me or help me or guide me. If it's gonna be, it's up to me. My goodness, that's exhausting and it's not the Christian life. It's not what Jesus invites me and you to. What he invites me and you to is to rest in him, to follow him, to enjoy him, 
and then receive his grace even when we don't get it all right. And get back up and keep following him, just trusting him. He's at work, he's at work, he's at work. God is at work. He has been at work. So how could I join him? How can I join him? That's what we've been talking about all summer. You can join him in hundreds of ways. But as Pastor John said, next weekend we start a new series called Find Hope Here. And uh, I guess we were just praying that God would spur our hearts enough to join God in inviting some people that are already in your world, in your life, just as our friends or our family to come experience what God has for us over the next month or so, and hopefully beyond. I'd love for you to think about one person in your life who doesn't know Jesus, one person who you care for. They might be at work or school, they might be in your neighborhood, they might be in your hobby area. One person that you love and you care for that maybe is in your family. And, and God has put you near them, next to them. Would you pray about who that one person is that you could invite starting next week? that they would find hope not in a church building or in a program or in a series, but that they would find hope in Jesus. And as you pray, maybe God will bring to mind someone who is uh, surprising. Because what you know about them is that they'd have no interest or you're already anticipating hostility or no is the answer. Okay, maybe push through that if the Lord keeps leading and directing as you're praying. Maybe he's already removed a bunch of obstacles in their life and they love you and trust you enough to say yes. Who knows? I've got a guy named Juan that I'm praying for and I'm processing through what that looks like this week to have that conversation, make that invitation to Juan and as I've prayed through it, He's the one I'm thinking about, that God's got on my heart. God put him on my heart nine months ago. And we've just built, built a friendship between now, then and now. And we'll see. And I just trust that God's working no matter what, because if no's the answer, okay, well then I can still be his friend and the timing is up to God. But if yes is the answer, then great. We wanted to give you just a brief taste of what this series is gonna be about. And uh, so there's a video for you to take a look at that'll be a little bit of a, a teaser of what you and your friends and family can expect over the next few weeks as you watch it. Can I encourage you to pray for that one? Maybe that God would reveal who that one is and or if you already know who that one is, that you would pray for that person simultaneous to watching this. So take a look.
There is so much hope in Jesus. Uh, the Jesus that's been pursuing me and you since the foundation of the earth was laid. He had your picture on his wall. He had my picture on his wall. He, he has gone ahead of us to make it possible for us to have a relationship with him. He went ahead of us on that cross. He went ahead of us on the resurrection. He went ahead now to prepare a place for those who love him. He's always at work and that's where our hope is. There's a God who prepares a way. There is a God who removes obstacles. There is a God who forgives sin. There is a God who gives purpose and identity. And so maybe whatever he's stirring up in you for the one person that comes to mind is an invitation here so they can begin to learn about and experience that. Maybe the invitation doesn't lead to them coming to the church, but just a further dialogue with you. They don't trust coming to a program or a church or a building or whatever, but they trust you. Then you know Jesus. And they'll find the hope of Jesus right there through you as his people scatter all over the place. My goodness, we're in for a treat no matter what, because we know this, God's stirring, God's working, and he's gonna lead us directly to or through the obstacles or in a roundabout way, or he's gonna clear the way altogether. There's a lot of joy in that. There's a lot of hope in that. And we got the privilege of having Jesus say, come on. I want you to experience this really, really special thing all together. And so gracious Heavenly Father, we thank you. Thank you so much for preparing the way. Thank you for clearing out obstacles. Thank you for getting us over obstacles. Thank you for giving us discernment to see obstacles that you have put in place and yet focusing our eyes on you to follow you around places that maybe we wouldn't have picked. We pray for those that are on our hearts, that you give us the right words and the right time. And we pray, Father, that the hope of Jesus would be tangible and growing in our own community, in our own cities, and across this state in ways that we never thought imaginable in the days and weeks to come. Thank you that you're at work right now. Keep us encouraged to that end. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Well, if today's episode encouraged you or helped you in any way, we would invite you to keep following Jesus with us. We send out a daily video text devotional. You can receive that. And you can learn how to gather with us online or in person for our weekend services. All of that is available over at cp.news. That's the letter C, the letter P.news on your phone or desktop or tablet browser. Thanks again for joining us. And please join me again next week for the Connection Point Podcast.